What's up, everybody? Welcome to another Stand and Fight podcast. I am your host, Rob Eastman, also known as the Tattooed Life Coach. I want to thank my sponsor, Plates and Palettes. Amazing people, amazing food, healthy food. Um, a big part of uh, having a healthy mindset is what you put in your body. And uh, they are a big time mental health advocates in Davis County in Utah. Amazing food. Go check them out. Corner of 4th North, 5th West. All right, guys, today we are going to be talking a little bit about different things that happen inside of the family unit um, and then also a little bit on coaching. Um, I've got my good friend Dustin Lawrence here today. I met him. uh, I was actually buying a car and uh, we were chatting and then his wife came and trained with me and then you started training with me and got you in a bucket list fight and uh that was that (laughs) how are you doing today bro doing good man thanks for having me this is gonna be fun so yeah uh yeah quite a few years back now um yeah when when we decided okay yeah let's go try out this octagon thing (laughs) so it was it was good timing for me i kind of you know stopped being in the car business and wasn't really working taking the time off and we got to train in the gym all day it was great yeah yeah that was good time speaking of um, I just heard from Jeremy and Randy. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> same time they do the same things. Like within a month of each other, they're coming out. But and that's for another day. That yeah, I do that. Up those by. guys come out of the woodwork. Yeah. So, um, I brought you on here one because I love you. Two, I I love your insight on a lot of things. But um, you have a huge heart, and I know that you guys deal with uh with some medical stuff inside of the family and I and I wanted to bring you on and cuz I know a lot of people whether it be um a mental health issue or a physical issue or diabetes or cancer or whatever it is the the trauma the um stress the strain the love that it brings to a family um I wanted you to talk a little bit about that yeah, so give you a little back, bit of background. My youngest, so I have three kids. My youngest was born with uh, spina bifida. And uh, the crazy thing about this whole ordeal was Tacey, we never saw it in any of the ultrasounds or anything like that because they can do all that now. Um, so he came into this world like a thunderstorm. I delivered him at the house. I didn't know that, dude. Maybe I did. I, just, <laughs> I could just see you. Oh, boy. Yeah, so I'll tell you a funny story with this. That, to go along with that. So, yeah, so we were up, like, Tacey got up, you know, normal thing, feeling contractions and everything that way. And she's like, I think we got to go. I'm like, okay, let's go. So I am grab the bag, get ready to go. Um, Tacey goes into the bathroom. She hollers, hollers at me and said, I think I can fill his head. And I'm like, what? And she's in the bathroom. <laughs> and... I'm like in the hallway and she's standing there. She goes, look. And I kind of tilt my head and I don't see anything. Like I didn't want to be a part of this. Yeah. (laughs) Sign up for this. I get paid for this. I'm like, I'm out. And she's like, no, I really can't. I'm like, oh my gosh. So she tells, she's yelling at me to go. So I jump on 911 to, you know, to have the paramedic tell me what to do. They tell me all this list of stuff to grab, uh, a towel, um, string. And I'm like, where am I going to find string? Yeah. That's my thought. She's like, yeah, just like any kind of string. And I'm like, she's tell the she's telling me, well, to cut off, you know, to tie off the umbilical cord when when he comes out. I'm like, what? I'm not doing all this. This is this is insane. So, 
I'm sitting there. We waddle. Uh, Tacey, I'm like, she's like, well, where is she? she? I go, she's in the bathroom. And, of course, her water broke, and that's all over the floor. And she, I'm like, do you want to just lay her down in there? I'm like, no, that's gross is my thought. I'm like, no. <laughs> so we, I waddled her down the hall to our bath to our bedroom and later on the bed and I, all of a sudden I see Camden's eyebrows right <laughs> and I'm like this is happening oh, and I'm boy. like telling the lady and she's like okay you need to get a string and I'm like I didn't think of any string she goes or a shoelace I'm like oh shoot yeah a shoelace and of course I it's my birthday as well so he was born on my birthday and I just bought me a new pair of Nikes and she's like, and I'm like, nope, I'm not using those. <laughs> Go get your laces. So I, and I never told my wife this until two weeks after all this ordeal. Right. And I grabbed my lawn mowing shoes. <laughs> and, <laughs> nice and sanitized. Yeah. And pulled those ones out because I didn't, those, those shoes are already dirty and everything that way. So, yeah. um, so I used that and like, she's like, okay, the next contraction just barely push on her pelvis and then he'll, and he, they should, he should come out. I barely touched her, and Camden was all the way out. And then all of a sudden, then the paramedics came like five minutes after that, and uh, we had him wrapped in the towel, and there's like 15 dudes because apparently this doesn't happen very often. So there's yeah, like – it's to like a shift change, so everybody wanted to come to be a part of it. So there's like 15 people in our bed in the bedroom. Um, but it was, a, it was a unique experience from the beginning, right? So – and then when he got up – when we went up to the hospital – here in Bountiful at Lakeview, I finally get up there because my mom came from Salt Lake down and picked up my other two kids. And that's when they said, my wife tells me, you need to go talk to the other doctor. Something's wrong with Camden. And I'm like, what? And she tells me what it is. And it was, all I heard was like Charlie Brown. (laughs) (laughs) What is happening? I don't know what's going to go, what's going on. He, He goes over what it is and I'm still in dazed and confused like what is what is this um and then life flight came and got him what to, is it life flight came oh, and got him flight. okay yeah so life flight came and got him uh and to take him up to primaries so i'm sitting there do i stay with my wife or do i go up to the primaries and i might ask my wife what do you want me to do because my sister-in-law finally got up there to the hospital and i went to life flight because i'm up to primaries primary children's hospital and they immediately did surgery. So, so spina bifida is basically the spinal cord is external at some point or some point in, in the back. And, and so there's a sack. So what they have to do is surgically cut that and put it back down into his spinal cord and then sew that back up. So some of the things that he has that... Um, some of his nerves didn't develop all the way, so his feet have don't have a lot of feeling. Part of his legs cast and develop haven't developed all the way, or will not develop all the way. Um, and then also, um, uh, he has hydrocephalus, which again, your spinal cord and everything for your spine, all that goes through your body and automatically absorbs. So he has a shunt to control that, so his head doesn't swell and gets headaches and could cause other damage and stuff like that. So. Um, so he's got a whole bunch of cord down his, you can see it down the side of his neck and then it's all wound up in his abdomen. So his body just normally absorbs it like it's supposed to. So, wow. And that's all within the first 24 hours. Yeah. A lot of it was 30 days later was that when they put the, the shunt in, um, cause we had to measure when we finally got to go home, um, measure his head every day to make sure that they don't, they don't know if it's going to happen or not. And then it did. And so they had to do surgery that way the 
and put that shunt in. So those are some of the things. I mean, it's it was rough. I mean, for Tacy and I, I guess through this uh, ordeal, because there's a I I I'm one person that you know I don't share my feelings, right? Type of thing, and you just keep it all in, and so you just normally go back to work and hopefully everything works right yeah and that's not healthy at all because i mean uh, um that was rough on our relationship as as a couple and as a family um to you know basically i mean i you know not sharing what's happening either one of us weren't sharing right what what pains we're going through how we're not communicating how things are just going to happen and again you know this took years of of us finally going oh well we need to fix this one way or another or else we aren't going to be a family ever again type of a thing you yeah. know so talk a little bit about that in the relationship at the start the we're about the same age so we were raised to that we didn't talk about our emotions and that we right. were just toughened up and and you handle your business you go to work you you know you can be sick at home or you can be sick at work you better be sick at work yeah and uh, talk to me about that as like the feelings that you had and, and why you kept it in. Cause I know I'm, sh- I'm sure there's a million other dads that are going to be listening to this. that are like have something they want to say, but don't dare say it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there, I mean, I guess it was more fear, right? Cause I mean, I'm supposed to be the protector, the everything, right. You, you know, that kind of persona that each of us kind of look at that. I, I'm the dad, I'm the husband. I need to provide, I need to be this guy. I need to be, you know, the stalwart type of person. Mm-hmm. And to me, at some point, we, I finally, you know, that's not healthy. You know, I'm holding all this, this anguish in and going, okay. I mean, Tacey took a lot of that on herself, thinking it's her fault that this happened and things like that, which is not healthy at all either. You know, I mean, she, it wasn't her fault. This just happened. I mean, it's not like it's controllable. Um, in any way that medically or whatever they they don't still don't know exactly i mean there's some things that you can do now that can um they can do surgery um in while the child's still in the womb and all this other stuff all, all kinds of things but but in the other end of things you know i i felt like i was the you know also part of contributed part of that that you know I kept everything in, didn't share, honey, this is, this is going to be tough. You know, how are we going to do this? Um, of course, you know, going to work and working 60 hours a week at, at a car dealership and running a store or whatever it may be and running, trying to make some money. Um, just, I could put everything to the side and put it in its own little box and never have to touch it. And that led to, me not sharing my feelings with my wife and her always going to the doctor's appointments and then me asking her and then I just kind of zoned out type of thing like okay she's got it you know and then on the one side she was handling all this stuff and I'm on this other side and the farther and farther we grew apart that way um, almost like we became roommates instead of husband and wife or friends or anything like that right yeah talk about that a little bit I, I i feel i know i've been there in multiple relationships but the roommates feeling like we have to handle like this is our job and that's their job and when really 
things are better shared. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it, it almost kind it almost came to a point that like I was not um, even being very intimate, maybe or or even asking how she was feeling um, or being someone that's like, oh, I should. I should really care about what's happening and not not being a part of it instead of just I walk in the door hey how's it going how was your day type of thing not even that right so you know not even checking on her or or seeing how she's doing or even we got away from even just trying to go out on a date once a week or just her and I going and doing something you know it came to the point that we we started growing so far apart I didn't know what she liked she didn't know what I liked you know, the balance wasn't there. So, um, it's, it made for a roller coaster, uh, of a time, you know, and it's still not perfect. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it's better, a lot better, but at that same time, we, we were just two people living in the same house mm-hmm. and with three kids and just going through the motions. It was basically going through the motions. There was no, there's no intimacy of any sort or caring for each other. And, and there's, you know, who, who knows what could have happened or if there could be wayward things happening. Otherwise, I mean, we didn't know, right? I mean, like this could have gone a whole different, different circle than where it is. So how old, how, how many surgeries has he had? He's had 17. Sheesh. Does it, is it something like he has to have it as he grows? He has to have more to continue the process or how does well, that, is it just he, complications? Just or? complications or some things like, I mean, the la I mean, the last one I think was right. Um, even right after my fight, the first, that was like five years ago now. Um, when he, we had to, um, to straighten his legs. Um, one of his legs, basically he would run and he looked like a wind up toy you know, cause it was toe over toe mm-hmm. pretty much. So the, his left, yeah, his left leg, they cut that and twisted it and, and basically, you know, plated it back together. So it stays straight. So he, he had to almost had to learn how to walk a little bit before again. Um, and, and even for Camden, um, there's kids that have the same, it's mino something. It's a really long word. I can never remember what it is. Right. Um, but there's kids that have the same issues that are in wheelchairs and can't walk right and mm-hmm. have other other issues camden's he can walk he's i mean looking at him you wouldn't know any difference i mean as yeah. you know no he's a wild little man yeah but he has bowel issues which they've had to go in and replumb basically his his uh his bladder and everything that way so he he has to calf every three hours so he has a, a, a mace that he has to put that catheter in through his belly and that's how he how he urinates um and then every day for he has to sit on the toilet for 45 minutes to so we can flush out his bowels every day so i mean those are things that you know we did every single day and just going through the motions um and i wasn't i wasn't a very good supporter in that right i was off to the side as as this guy in the house type of thing the shadow basically and she handled it all and then um, so I was probably the dickhead there. Definitely more, more and more. I think about it, but I mean, 
what, but those are things that now are just a routine, but we both are together with it now and, and moving together as, as, as a unit instead of individually. Yeah. So tell me about the, the, uh, the effect it has on the other kids. Um, or how, how the family dynamic is. Well, at the beginning, you know, I mean, you know, like Taylor and Anthony were pretty, I mean, not that young. I mean, it was, this was 13 years ago. He's 13 now. So, I mean, they were used to us staying at the hospital or, or they're staying at cousins houses or my, my mom's or, 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 or their grandma and grandpa's house during these times when we were in the hospital for two weeks, when, you know, Tacey and I would sometimes take turns, you know, sleeping at the hospital or sleeping at home and things like that. So it was almost, it was good that they were young enough, but they've been very supportive, um, very protective of him, um, in all kinds of, of matters, even in elementary school and things like that. When uh, at least my middle son and him were in school together, um, they're very protected of him and, you know, anybody talks crap, they're coming right after him, you know, so it, it was good. So I think they, they, you know, there's, there's sometimes it's, it's tough. Cause then, you know, if we're, we we want to go do something and we're like, well, Camden has to do this for, for the hour it, at the beginning, it was tough, but now it's just like, oh, okay, well, we, now we just plan around it. Right. So mm-hmm. to, to, for him to sit on the toilet for an hour a day, we got to figure out, okay, what are we going to do when we're, when we, even when we go camping now? I mean, we have to figure out that we have, we, we went, finally went and bought a camper trailer because he has to sit on a toilet. I'm not going to sit, sit him out on a bucket when yeah. we're out camping or something like that. So those are things that we, we've had to think about and adjust our lifestyle to, to help him. And yes, my kids complain sometimes. They're like, okay, you, you know, help get dinner ready. Well, where's Camden? Well, he's, sitting on the toilet getting ready so he can so we can all eat together right so there are things he does get out of I mean also he's the youngest so <laughs> there's 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 a lot of those things you know that come in play into that factor but um you know yeah maybe maybe we baby him a little bit more right I don't, I don't think we baby him because I think we've taught him um this uh, we treat him the same way and raised him the same way as all my other kids um, you know, if you want to try it, try it, you know, if you fail, who cares? We move on to the next thing. So, um, like for sports and things like that, my other two play competitive sports. Um, and yeah, so they go Camden. He just doesn't have the endurance leg wise, strength wise on, and on the bottom half, but he at least still goes out and tries and does what he can. You know, he comes home there's days, you know, you can tell he comes home from practice or whatever it may be that he was doing and he's not as fast as the other kids or whatever that way. And that, you know, plays a factor in his head. Yeah. And we, we were worried about junior high time, right? Cause kids, kids can be mean. We've all been there. We've mm-hmm. been one of those kids or we've been the one that got picked on or we were on the other end. Yeah. So, I mean, that's our fears were right. So, and he's, he can stand up for himself. He he's a joker, so he's quick witted and stuff like that. So he can come back real quick. But still, so one thing that that has just kind of gone unspoken about with me and you is I understand like I I know you and I see your spirit and I know how loving and caring and soft hearted you are. Talk to me a little bit about your spirituality with all of this um, and how that plays a part. 
yeah, there was there were some dark times there. Um, uh, we we were pretty there. We were act, pretty active at one point um, in the LDS Church, and then during this middle phase of his life, it was pretty dark, even for me. I mean, um, I I I got. I mean, there was times that I was either drinking it away with with buddies going to the bar um, or at at work, whatever it may be. Um, you know, uh, there there was dark times. So that there's another point too that you know I we would do something to try to avoid that. And even both my wife and I, you know, you sometimes just go drink it away. Just trying to numb out from numb reality. Out from reality. Yeah. So, and then, you know, a few years after that, I would say five or six years ago now, I mean, we kind of go, we've got to do, we got to make some changes. Right. And those changes were okay. Let's try to go back to church. Let's try to do this. Let's try to do this. And then we started seeing mentally and spiritually that, you know, God has a good part of into this, right? And what I believe is everything that he's done and has blessed my family with has all been good, right? And I, I stay pretty positive. Rob, Rob, you know that. I mean, there, I try to, you know, try not to let things bug me or anything like that. And I can move on or laugh it off or whatever it may be. But um, for me going back to the roots of uh, of church and family and having a good solid uh, basis again in our in our lives is what helped I think for my wife and I and our family to be closer to each other um, to be able to communicate and open up and not just hold things in I mean there's now Tacey and I can talk about whatever and not have any qualms if something comes up and goes well you're you're being a dick okay i'm being a dick just tell me and and we're not afraid to do that anymore um there's points where where we were and i think that helped us spiritually mentally and and physically right to each other loving um learn how to love one another again and learn to uh, actually get to know each other again in that same in the same aspect yeah I think that's I think that's important and you know I'm not a religious person but it's definitely I feel spiritual and I just think that in all those moments whether some people may see it as a as an issue that there's always a lesson in it and there's always something that can either you can choose to let it pry you apart or you can choose to figure out the lesson and grow from it and find love and compassion and and uh move along and this topic has come up a lot lately especially since this virus deal is everybody's feeling sorry for themselves and out of work and all these things and it's like you guys were bitching before about not having time with your family now you got time with your family and now you want to go back to work like which one do you want like find that time and find the silver lining and for the spirituality side of things i think it's uh i know a lot of families that deal with similar similar things and and uh they just have a different a different level of dedication that some people like 
they're mad if their phone they don't get their phone for five seconds like 45 minutes you gotta wait for something like people need to remember how blessed they are and how grateful it is to have a healthy body to have a healthy mind to have a family you know and uh moving along so so once i got to know you a little bit um i asked you if you could come and coach with me yeah and (laughs) and i'm glad i did we've had a we had an amazing we've been doing amazing and having a good time but tell me a little bit on your side of things uh what the coaching has done for you and and how you feel about working with the kids and well i think part of that i mean just working with the kids it's it's fun right um you know it's you know coaching if if any of those anybody out there that coaches in high school junior high you you, you're not if you're doing it for the money you're doing it for the wrong things because (laughs) money where's that (laughs) (laughs) because that that's that's just you know great some some little bit of icing on the cake you know the sacrifices that we take to help these these kids be able to um learn certain aspects of becoming who they are figuring out who they are mentally physically and breaking down walls of to moving forward is what i i love about it and as rob knows i i get i get emotional uh i get a sports cry happening you know (laughs) we've had i mean as as i'm sure you guys all know we we coach wrestling and so we've had some we've had some females on the team we've had some boys that you're like oh boy here we go you know but then when they start just becoming a star in their own lives and you can see it just beaming from them i mean when you walk into the grocery store and you see one of those guys and they're like coach and you're like what (laughs) okay now i gotta remember what what's his name again you know type of thing but no it's fun um it it it's helped me be able to also communicate with my with my older kids and understand what they're going through in school a little bit more because we can see okay you know, if there's bullying happening, what's, what's happening in the school, what, what, who they're hanging out with. You start to learn who these are, um, and who they are and what they're about. And so it, it makes it nice. So, you know, my kids come sometimes go, dad, how do you know him? I'm like, well, I, <laughs> like, why do you know more kids than I <laughs> yeah, do? <laughs> right. Cause I'm awesome. That's why. So, uh... but yeah, no, it's, it's something that is, exciting it's fun it just breaks up the monotony of 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 going to work every day i mean the the nice thing is that i have the benefit to be able to leave work and to go do this um so it's just fun uh yeah you sacrifice a lot of time from from home um with your kids with work but at the same time there's so much greater things that we will hopefully be able to teach these these kids that we've learned throughout our lives that they'll be able to implement and to make them better in society or better as a person or whatever it may be. Yeah. I think that's been one thing that we've had a great way of you're, you're a little softer on things and I'm the harder, but in general we've had the same philosophy that we don't care what sport it is. We want you to be a good person. We want you to give yourself a hundred percent. We want you not to give up on yourself. We want you to love yourself, work hard, be a good teammate, be a good son, eventually be a good father, understand how to treat people. And uh, I think we've done a okay job turning some decent boys out. 
Well, yeah, and I and I think with some of the rules that we put into place, right, without them folding their arms and and putting their hands in their pockets, you know, of course the punishment for that is ten push-ups, but also it that helps them. Um, I was just listening to a, a, another book um, this week, and I now I can't remember the name of it, but um, but how you present yourself um, with folding your arms and how those type of things, you know, it, it changes your posture. So you're yeah. looking up and you're standing up straight and you're, you're, you're not, not that your nose is higher than everybody else, but you're actually presenting yourself with confidence. Yeah. And that's where these kids need some confidence. Yeah. Not everybody gets a medal. It doesn't happen. Yeah. And, but when they ha- come off with some success off the mat or at, at school with schoolwork and they come in and tell us, Hey coach, guess what? I got da 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 on this test. Super fantastic. Now show me what you can do later through practice, <laughs> you know? So those are some confidence building things that I think, you know, not everybody, not all these kids have the same dynamic mm-hmm. and, and it's neat to see that these kids can come together and take care of one another. There's no, um, what, what I've really noticed is there's not like a, uh, you know, different circles of kids, right. That hang out with each other. Now they may outside, but when the season's happening, they're all together. Yeah, I and think there's we no a pretty the, good family yeah. inside of those rooms. Yeah, including all the way out to the stands. Right. We we've had a pretty supportive uh, fan base. So as you've gone through this deal, a lot of uh, and that's not even your own personal stuff that you've dealt with in your life. But as you go through and have gone through with with a with a tough medical deal with a kid and marital things and in and out of religion and finding your way back. What do you say to the family who's out there listening to this? That's maybe in that dark spot. What are some of the key points that you, some of the steps you would take, tell them to take that if they're dealing with a, with a high risk individual or some medical needs and they're stressed out. First of all, you've got to find love. I think number one is you got to find love for yourself, Right. Because if you don't love yourself, you're not going to be able to share that love with anybody else, right? Um, you've got to figure out how to get, how to reduce the demons in your in your head, in your life, whatever it may be, to be able to come out on top. Because that's when you can find the peace within, and then the peace becomes around you, right? So the 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 circle just automatically flows that way. Um, I think, and that's my own personal, um, belief that way. But once you find that and, and start to grow and figure out, okay, what is my role as, as a father, as a son, as, as a husband or as a spouse, whatever it may be, um, to be able to work as a team and I think that's, you know, that's the whole thing is, is what if it, whatever it is in that household, whatever, whatever you're going through, you've got to find some teammates to be able to get through these obstacles together. Cause once you find that, um, sometimes I feel like there's nothing that can stop you. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, this podcast is called stand and fight. You know me, I'm a freaking. I've been through hell. I don't want to go back. I know that I need to put my best foot forward every day, and that's not the same foot. 
some days my 100% is like 30% of a really good day. But I do know that if I sit still, if I rewind, if I do any of that, I get in trouble. Mm-hmm. But I just need to face it as it comes. If I let if I let life happen to me and I keep letting it happen, I'm going to be in trouble. I need to be willing to just take it on. I'm not going to win every day. But that doesn't mean I have to give up. And that's a, just a huge thing, I, the, the warrior mentality and, and finding love and understanding and, and gratitude in the pain. Yeah. Because in those dark times, you you learn so much on who you are. And then once you see the light and you're coming out of those those dark times and you're like, man, I can if I can get past this, I can get past a yeah. heck of a lot of things, you know? Yeah, I think that, that there's, there's so much to be. Every time you come out of that, you feel a little bit stronger. Yeah. It's just, yeah, and, you know, and then you're just trying to teach your kids kids or whoever it may be these little life lessons. Hopefully you can, you know, share some of these things that, hey, I've been there. You know, my kids, with all my kids, right, they, they're going through the same type of things. Now, it might be a little bit different in levels because they have cell phones and all this stuff. Of course, we didn't have any of that. We, we could go run and hide and never Thank be goodness. found. <laughs> we would have been in serious trouble if we had cameras on our phones. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of good things that way that, that you know, but it had been big good to watch some of those videos and go, oh, that's what really happened. <laughs> Oh man! But at least through those little difficulties and times of of decisions of what they're making on, you know, either, you know, my daughter who's a senior, which which sucks for her right now, right? But you know, who knows? Graduations may not happen, or you know, uh, or they're not going to be able to walk or do any of that kind of stuff, or you know, have maybe not even do senior trips or anything like that because who knows what's going to happen, right? It's it's a weird time right now. Um, but to try to help her get through that, this little dark part in her life is go, okay, let's look forward. Let's start looking. Okay. Which, which college are you going to pick to go to? Let's get all that. Let's get that going. And look, this is going to be fun. This is, this is a whole different thing. Now, another step in your life that, yeah, this is, this is pretty much done now. Let's start looking forward and seeing what we can do to make this a better part of 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 schooling or whatever it may be yeah i think it's a sad deal but at the same time what a perfect way for them to learn how to do something hard yeah nobody's gonna die because they didn't walk across the stage but they are gonna have to look inside themselves and find a find a good moment in there and know that they worked hard they don't get a trophy for it but that life's gonna go on yeah and it is because they they're still doing schooling yeah they're still doing those type of things at home which is a pain in the butt right now because i mean (laughs) It's not fun. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, unfortunately, unfortunately for me anyways, I I go to the office every day. So um, my wife has to go to the hospital and work every now and again. But, you know, we're we're on the phones or or texting our kids. Hey, how's schoolwork going? And then we come check when we get home to make sure what's what's been done and what (laughs) hasn't been done in the background. It's going great, dad. (laughs) Yeah. Shoot him, he's on the left. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's some of that, and a lot of NBA 2K. My my boys play a lot, so you know, there's there's a lot of things that they they do um, to do that. But I've also noticed, for at least for us, it's been good because um, you know, my if, when my daughter goes off to school, you know, she's been home. We've been eating dinner together every single night because you, you know you you're not going out to dinner all the time. But now she can't go out, hang out with friends very often. So that family dynamic for us, I think a unity has happened 
for for our family that you know you know hanging out and doing something either going for a walk every night you know jumping on some skateboards and going to ride do something down the street or in the circle whatever it may be i mean those are things that are happening and it's yeah. fun welcome to the 80s baby i know that's what i totally because my son ordered a new skateboard off off online yes. and i'm like yeah, here we go. Dude, I've seen more rollerbladers <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on the road going through because I've been riding my mountain bike to the gym, mm-hmm. trying to get something in. And, and uh, just see, I saw this dude. He, I had to rub my eyes a little bit to make dang sure I wasn't like in some time warp. Dude, he had like a pastel shirt on, pastel shorts, headphones, the mullet. And he's like, I bet he was probably close to 50 rollerblading. And a fanny pack, down, right? Down <laughs> probably, yeah, I think he actually did, now that you say that. Rollerblading down the thing, and I was just like, oh, man, back in the 90s. Here I we know. Go. This is, Early yeah, 90s. Everybody needs to have a Walkman on right now and everything that yeah. way, and we rocking and rolling. Funny. So um, if you had one thing to tell people, what's kind of your life your life motto of, of moving forward and, and uh, doing your deal? Well, I think, I mean – I try to take things as as a duck uh, as a water off a duck's back, right? I try not to let things seep too far in. I've I've got I've got pretty broad shoulders. I can hold a lot, but at the same time, if somebody says something dumb to me or anything like that, I don't let it bug me anymore because then I get caught in those little trick sacks of myself thinking, oh, okay. But now it's like. How can I, how can I be the better person or the bigger person? What may be to, okay, we'll let them say that or whatever they want to say, but also to find that happiness or those, the, the rainbows in each thing I do each day. I mean, those little things, the 1%, I mean, we talk, I talk about that all the time. Uh, that's basically, that's what I want to, that's the big thing. If you can change one thing, 1% each day, then you're going to be, if you can change that 1%, that's 365% you'll be able to change. So if you can find that 1% to change each day, that's where it is. Yeah. I think that's great. Great philosophy. Well, dude, I appreciate you coming on. Appreciate you sharing some of your story. And I want to thank Tacey, if she ever listens to this, for letting me have your husband for the last five years. Couldn't do it without him. I, I need a coach that will snuggle me in the heat of the moment <laughs> on the mat. Um, but anyways, again, this has been another Stand and Fight podcast. I'm your host. You can find me at Coach Eastman 8 on Instagram, Rob Eastman on Facebook, or at www.tattooedlifecoach.com. Again, want to thank Plates and Pallets for being such a great sponsor. We love you guys. Check them out. Bountiful. Best food around. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Dust. Thanks.